1: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal podcast, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, leave a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by my partner in crime, the GM, Saul Bookman, live from Mobile, Alabama,
0: at the Reese's Senior Bowl. Saul, how is it out east? It's a little chilly, uh, but the, the environment is fantastic. These, dude, I'll tell you what, these Senior Bowl guys are getting after it. Uh, we saw a lot of physical contact earlier and if you haven't should follow us on social you should uh, probably do so because we have a lot of highlights on there especially from some ASU uh, so an ASU running back obviously Rashad White um, and then some other prospects that we're taking a look at as well
1: we're super excited we're gonna have live coverage at the senior bowl throughout the week Saul my man Shane Diefenbach is there getting some fantastic footage listen Saul A lot of people probably push back on the notion that February 1st, when the team is not in the Super Bowl, not a lot's going on, but I would beg to differ. We have a loaded lineup of discussion topics today, including some breaking news, Saul, that you sent my way roughly, what, half an hour before the show started. Long story short, former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores has a lawsuit out against the Dolphins. But why is that related to the Cardinals? Well, in the lawsuit – Brian Flores names the Cardinals and the quote unquote double standard of their subsequent firing of Steve Wilkes back in 2018. If you've blocked out that period, I know a lot of people have Wilkes and the Cardinals (laughs) went three and 13 with Josh Rosen Wilkes, African-American head coach immediately fired. The next year they brought in Cliff Kingsbury, a white head coach. He went five, 10 and one with Kyler Murray got to keep his job. Uh, Also in the lawsuit, I have to point out a couple things because it's just crazy insane. He says, uh, that being Flores, that Miami owner Stephen Ross offered to pay him $100,000 for each loss, suggesting that they wanted to tank. Ross also pressured him to tamper, and then he received text messages from Bill Belichick, basically Bill was in the wrong thinking he was texting Brian Dable. Brian Flores thought he was going to have an opportunity to be the next head coach of the New York Giants. He hadn't even interviewed yet. Belichick congratulating what he thought was Dable before the interviews were even done, basically stating that Flores' interview was a sham. All right, so with all that on the table, Saul, what is your initial reaction? How does that relate to the Arizona Cardinals? Uh,
0: Well, I I will tell you this right now. Uh, The Bill Belichick thing is the thing that stands out right off the bat. Yeah, Um, that that is that is exactly what black coaches in the NFL have been saying for years when it comes to the Rooney rule and how how much of a fraud they feel like it is. It's just basically just checking off boxes, but you really have no interest in hiring a black candidate because you're not giving them a fair chance. It completely goes against what the Rooney rule was supposed to be intended for was everybody gets in the door at the same time. You interview a black candidate and then they get a fair shot and a fair say at a, at a possible head coaching position. We, we've we seen it across the league. There are too few head coaches that are black in the NFL. And when it comes to Steve Wilkes specifically, because this is an Arizona Cardinals podcast, I will say this. The Cardinals were one of the first in the league to hire Rod Graves, uh, a black GM, one of the first in the league. They also had Danny Green, a black head coach. I I don't know the internal the, the, what's internal. I don't know Michael Bidwell. I don't hang out with Michael Bidwell, but I will say this from an optic standpoint as a black man, I don't feel like the Cardinals were wrong in firing Steve Wilkes because that was an absolute train wreck of a season. Yeah. It was an absolute train wreck of, of just roster management and complete scheme. And and, and it, I thought it was warranted. Now do you turn around and hire Cliff Kingsbury who hasn't, who hasn't coached in the NFL, a, a single down maybe that that's the controversy there right you let go of a qualified black head coach and you replaced him with somebody that was highly unqualified um to lead your franchise so maybe that's the double standard that he's alluding to but i will say this about steve wilks the following year he went to cleveland and he only lasted a year there too as their defensive coordinator so it's it's more of a steve wilks issue as opposed to a black head coach issue when it comes to just the Arizona Cardinals, specifically, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people's problem with that situation was Steve Kime got to keep his job and was a large part, maybe it was the, the, the main part as to why the roster had eroded to what it was. He traded up for Josh Rose and Steve Wilkes didn't do that. Steve Wilkes didn't have personnel say. So yeah, Steve Wilkes put together by and large, what is one of the worst seasons in franchise history? Got them Kyler Murray as a consolation prize. But, I mean, that team got worse and worse and worse as the season progressed. You know, I'll defend Cliff Kingsbury on this podcast and that they showed a lot of promise in that 5-10-1 season. And, you know, say what you want about Cliff, they built on it each of the subsequent two years. I think a lot of people would have sat better with that dismissal of Steve Wilkes had Steve Kime also lost his job um, after that season.
0: I, I get that, but at the same time, you know you just talked about um, you know Cliff Keering, Kingsbury kind of building up to a five10 one season and, and kind of establishing like some promise there, right? Well, Steve Kime kind of did the same thing at the beginning of his his tenure. He, yeah. you know he got him all the way to an NFC championship, he made some really smart moves, Carson Palmer, for example, to get him in the door and get that team to somewhere. so he kind of you know he he build, he built uh, he built the uh, the foundation by which, which he got some leeway down the road with and this was one of those examples. So you can you can kind of see it from both ways. I'm not trying to excuse Steve Kahn whatsoever. Like that yeah. was a disaster of a, of a couple years right there. But at the same time you know, Steve Wilkes hadn't built any foundation. He had no. nothing to play with. He had no wiggle room because he didn't build anything that said, oh okay, here you go. From day one of the season, I will say the season not the preseason because I remember guys like Dave Pash, for example, love Dave Pash great human being he even said this is one of the most impressive coaching staffs that I've ever seen and then they proceeded to go 3 and 13 and complete dumpster fire of a season yeah. like and he's yeah. even said like wow I, I had that wrong you know what I yeah mean? so I like we all need to pump the brakes with the with the black coaches in terms of the Arizona Cardinals now I think Brian Flores has an absolutely strong case How in are this doing? matter because now you have confirmation from another coach in the league that said, "Oh." I thought you were this white guy that got the the job with the giants. And you just, I mean, imagine sitting there in an interview knowing that you have no chance at this job. Mm -hmm. Like just why waste my time like that?
1: Yeah. Well, and not to go off on a side tangent here with Vance Joseph, but I mean, you and I were discussing it off air. I think this solidifies outside of now Vance maybe being back in the mix in Miami to potentially save face, which you hate to say that that's even an option, but that's the society we live in now. Vance has a good relationship with Steven Ross. If that does not happen, he will be the defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals, I believe. I think there was a better than good chance that that was going to happen anyway. You cannot part ways with Vance Joseph now with this report coming out. There is no way, whether it's deserving optics, whatever. If Vance does not become a head coach at the, either the collegiate level or the NFL level, he is the Arizona Cardinal DC going into next year. Do you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I agreed with that before all this even broke, though. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see there was any way that Vance Joseph was going to get let go, um, unless you know they do their their final out interviews and, and Vance Joseph just said some crazy stuff like right. I. I Rance Joseph is a very smart guy. Like he, he is. just is. And he's got a plan for everything. So as long as he can, you know, articulate that plan when it comes to specific players, like, oh, I don't know, Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, <laughs> then he should be okay. But, you know, the, the season left a lot to be desired. So we'll see what happens next year.
1: Goodness. That that was something I did not imagine leading our show with today. <laughs> but here we are. So quickly, let me pivot here momentarily. Children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or even dying from the disease. Safe, free, highly effective COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest you. So before we got into some serious actual talk that uh, relates to real things like race relations in the NFL, I was snooping on... Instagram on people's Insta stories to find to dig up a little bit deeper as to what I believe concrete information pertaining Christian Kirk leaving the Arizona Cardinals. Um, long story short, uh Cards Elite uh, or Cardinals Elite on Instagram gave me a, a quick l- lifeline into the fact that Christian Kirk's girlfriend, who is a realtor in the Scottsdale, Greater Scottsdale area, put his house up for market. Uh, I'm told. That is happening. He is selling his house in Old Town, Scottsdale. There it is. Thank you, Leah. We've got some beautiful pictures here. Ooh, um, his near $2 million home, $1.95 million house in North Scottsdale. I had a lot of people push back on me when I proposed this on Twitter that, oh, he just he moved in with his girlfriend, and they're downsizing. You do not downsize when you're a 20-something, 25-year-old, soon-to-be free agent. You downsize your house to move out of state. Um, so with that being said, did a little bit more digging, Saul. Have it on very good record that Christian Kirk is leaving the Arizona Cardinals. This is one step out the door. He is already, I'm told, off the record, talked to two teams in the NFC about potentially having a deal when free agency strikes. Again, nothing can be finalized. This is all like the unofficial tampering period. But these conversations are happening. And on top of that, the Cardinals said, Go get your money. So I have it on good record. You hold me to this. Christian Kirk leaving the Cardinals, putting his house up for sale. What is your reaction?
0: I mean, not surprised. It's not surprised. And to be honest, you know, I I like Christian Kirk. You know, I've met him several times. He's a nice guy. He's come on to our show a couple times or, uh, you know, earlier in the season. Fantastic human being. Um, Love what he's done for the state of Arizona and for high school football. Um, it represented very well, even in the Cardinals' uniform. With that all being said, I think it was time for him to move on to a, to a different a, a different venture, uh, a different uh, you know different scenery, a completely different team, because uh, his role within this Arizona Cardinals offense was never was never maximized to the mm. to the degree you like to see it. Uh, I for whatever reason, whether it was his own pers- personal performance or schematically where they were positioning him. He was just never able to make the big plays necessary to be that number two or at least a high level number three wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. He was he kind of fluttered here and there uh, and, and it was wildly inconsistent. And you saw that the most once D hop left the scene. It was just really, really tough for him to make any headway. And, um, you know, I'm not surprised that he might be on his way out. I
1: mean, you mentioned that, that was his opportunity, right? I thought he, he started the season great. Remember that over the catch, Willie Mays touchdown against Tennessee week one. We all thought this is it. He was the number one slot receiver through half the season and be a pro football focus. Like this is the guy we all thought coming out of Texas A&M, he's going to put it all together. And then once D-Hop was gone, number 10, and you can't replicate losing a player like DeAndre Hopkins, but everybody needed to step up in that receiver room. And A.J. Green disappeared and Christian Kirk you know, he, he was just a pretty average player down the stretch, and the Cardinals needed more from him. And so I, I I do think that the team appreciates his contribution. I do not – I have people ask me this off air, Like, do you look at that pick as a miss or a bust? No, of course not. Yeah. He helped them get to the playoffs. I, I think he could have a nice – I mean, I'm sure he's baking on, you know, pivoting from here and, and doing even better at his next destination. That wouldn't look good for Steve Kime if it's another, you know, Hassan Reddick situation. I think – At the end of the day, this is somebody that the Cardinals are going to look fondly of. Of course, you mentioned the the hometown aspect being high school teammates with Byron Murphy. The Cardinals are in a position now. They've invested so much in that receiver position. Ron Delmore was a second-round pick. Isabella, Hakeem Butler, of course, the trade for DeHop. DeHop's going to be making over $20 the next couple of years as a member of the Cardinals. They're going to have to get cheaper. They're gonna have to go if they do sign a receiver one, two years max. Christian Kirk, by and large, three or four-year deal, gonna set himself up, you know, long term for he and his family. And
0: and this is one step in that direction. So we wish him well. Yeah, absolutely. I listen, he like I said, he's been a model, he's been a model player. He hasn't gotten in trouble. Yeah. You know, he's done what he's supposed to be doing, he's been healthy well in the community, he's been healthy, you know. What I mean, but he just He left a little bit to be desired. Not a lot to be desired, just a little bit, you know, because I think he was a a solid player for a a period of time. But as you mentioned, like Andy Isabella was a complete miss, right? That's right. We can't put Christian Kirk and Andy Isabella in the same category. We never will, and we never have. So, uh, you know, like I said, you know, we wish him well. I think Christian Kirk is going to do good things. You know, if he goes to, you know, I don't know, the right system. You know, I always envision Christian Kirk uh, kind of like that Julian Edelman type, you know what I yeah. mean? Crafty, athletic, smart enough to to be able to make his own way in the NFL, but it just never came to fruition uh, for various reasons, and, you know, we'll, we'll see where he goes next, and, and hopefully he'll have a little bit of success for, for his own sake.
1: Well, and I ask you this now, because the Cardinals made a definitive move last year in bringing in another slot receiver, Ron Moore. Now, after how he finished the season as opposed to how he started, are you confident – that Rondell Moore has that second year lead that they're going to need now because you know, you've got Hopkins, your unquestioned number one, who's established. Then it's a lot of, you know, Antwo, Antoine Wesley's, you maybe a free agent, maybe another draft pick. They're going to be expecting a lot
0: from Rondell Moore. Oh, man. It's hard for me not to sit there and think, like, yes, I expect a lot from Rondell Moore. However, I'm not sure Cliff Kingsbury is the guy to do it. That's that's kind of where I'm at with Rondell. Yeah. I think he has the talent and the ability. He's, he reminds me a lot of Tyler Lockett with a little bit more speed, to be honest with you. But yeah. for whatever reason, the production is not the same, not even close. And and I feel like schematically, again, I keep using that word, but it's we're talking about offensive scheme here, you know, the the end arounds and the in the 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 screen passes like bro yeah my guy's one of the fastest on the team can we send him on a deep route every now and then just to kind of you know take the top off the defense get them to you know, loosen up a little bit it would help everything underneath with Kyler because as you saw in the playoffs deep shots were not even almost they were almost completely out of the 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 question at the end of the season especially in the Rams game in the playoffs and and the reason why is because whatever reason uh, Cliff Kingsbury loves the 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 dump offs in the screens and it just wasn't working. So Rondell Moore, hopefully Cliff will realize that he needs to do that more with everybody besides just D Hop and give them a, an opportunity to go out and get the ball. Antoine Wesley showed uh, uh, some glimpses, and I would love to yeah. see him come back. I really yeah. love his athletic ability, but Rondell Moore specifically, you got to be more creative with him. And when I when we say creative, we don't mean backyard football type shit. We mean like hey. You Real take advantage, you gotta take advantage of the weaknesses of the defense when it comes to speed against them. Do that.
1: Yeah. I, Antoine Wesley, I think perfect number four, developmental guy, showed some promise. Ideally now, though, I mean Wesley's an outside receiver. You probably still like to get another established guy opposite Hopkins. And you know, you can find slot receivers in the draft in the mid to late rounds. But, I mean, so they haven't drafted a 1,000-yard receiver since John Brown in the third round back in 2014. That's is that is on, that's on a mark on Steve Kime. So yeah. I, I, I do think that they will look at – we'll preview this all in March when, when free agency kicks off. But, you know, somebody like – and he's not available – but like a Jarvis Landry type, a chain mover, somebody that you can get relatively cheap for one or two years that's not going to demand a lot of guaranteed money – because I, I, I love Kyler Murray and what he brings to the table, but they need to refine the rhythm in their passing game. they way too many three and outs, inconsistencies when throwing the football, especially late in the season. So you know they it, it's crazy. We, we've gone into how many straight off seasons looking for that number two receiver. We're still looking for him.
0: I will say this: I, I understand he hasn't drafted uh, a wide receiver uh, as you know a, a thousand yard wide receiver. However. He didn't trade David Johnson in a bag of chips for D-Hop. so you yeah, I give him that kind of credit.
1: <laughs> David David Johnson of Northern Iowa fame. We're going to talk more, actually, Northern Iowa here there in a go. second. But bef- yeah. but before we do, the moment you've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl Fifty Six, is giving new customers fifty-six to one odds on either team. Bet just five bucks and get two hundred and eighty in free bets if you if your team wins. If you're not a new customer like Saul and I, you can experience Super Bowl 56 with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same group for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. And best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. It's an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 or over Arizona-only gambling problem. Call one 800 next steps. New customer only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details.
0: I'm just going to say this for everybody out there: Johnny is an absolute Cincinnati hater, and I'm completely taking that based on his whole.
1: CFC no, not model. the NFL. And I, no, and,
0: I, and I'm going to just attribute that to the NFL. You That's can't not love true Cincinnati now. You better take the freaking Rams. Go Bengals. Let's I go. love Joey I B. Let's Jamar. go. Jamar, do not
1: put Jamar <laughs> Chase. And the supreme athlete specimen that he is, on the same level with those bread makers and insurance salesmen of the of the world at the University of Cincinnati. How dare you? We're going to kick off our partnership with something like that. I I will not stand for it. By the way, has Shane Shane talked to you about our little idea with PHNX Daily Bets, Bets Daily Super Bowl pregame live from in studio? Is he talked to you
0: about this? So we're at our pregame show. Yes
1: probably get some food hopefully on the company's dime but we're going to kick that off a week a week from sunday hopefully we're going to do a big time bets pre-game show all right so so let's talk about let's talk about why you're in mobile alabama yeah reese's yeah. senior bowl you were sending me clips text messages this morning the practice must be over so we practice picked a good time over. practice is <laughs> over who has stood out to you today
0: well, uh, three guys really. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with with the number one guy to me that that really stood out. Since the Cardinals need an offensive lineman, uh, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa, as you alluded to, we we're going to talk about Trevor. Uh, he had a, a nice little day. You see here with the pancake block, a Ooh. guy in the purple helmet, just physical right here again, one on one matchups. Uh, he looked very balanced, and he just you know he just likes to throw guys on the ground. Uh, that's all good. I'm into I that. really I really like. Uh, his physicalness, you know, he's six seven, uh, I think something like three twenty five, a big, yeah. big guy. But he was very agile. He was playing a lot of guard today, uh, yeah. which, which, uh, if you that. look at like Pro Football fit, Focus, they were really, they were trying to slot him in at, at tackle. But um, I really thought that he looked really good at, at guard today. Um, really liked him, and so, so you know, obviously with the Cardinals' needs at the offensive line position, uh, he he would be a nice fit. Uh, he's expected. He's expected to be first, second rounder, um, yeah. but he's creeping up the, the draft boards as we speak.
1: Well, the Cardinals took David Johnson once upon a time from, from Northern Iowa. I think right now, if he's a fringe first rounder, that's perfect position for the Cardinals in the 20s, maybe even as a trade-down candidate. I, I love that you talked about him potentially going from tackle to guard because we I had some pushback on Twitter when I suggested he was a guard this morning. People said, well, look what happened to Josh Jones. Josh Jones – was And I say this with all due respect to Josh. He was a finesse tackle at Houston. This individual, Trevor has elite power at the position. That yes. is what the Cardinals are lacking. People, movers on the inside. There is no reason, based on the athleticism he has, you can't kick him inside. Josh Jones does not have the build to play guard.
0: This This guy does. Yeah, there was a question just a minute ago. Any disappointment uh, – any players that disappointed at the senior bowl? Yes. I will say all the quarterbacks were awful, awful. Uh, Pickett was okay. Pickett – but uh, uh I, why do I always forget the quarterback from Cincinnati's name? Of course, I was just dogging on you about Cincinnati. Yeah. Now, Reaser. Reaser. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't – I'm not going to bag him too bad because it was day one. But my man could not throw mm-hmm. – couldn't throw the ball for anything today. Isn't he it was, great was, too?
1: Teams are gonna to have to talk themselves into yeah. these guys. You're you're gonna miss out on the Jimmy Garoppolo's and the and the Russell Wilsons. You're gonna you're gonna be was rough. replaying this Reese's senior bowl in April. God thank God, yeah. we really gotta
0: take this guy. Don't we? Yeah. It was it was rough. It was a rough day for him, but hopefully he'll bounce back. He's got two more days gonna show up and show out. But uh let's get to some guys that, that were actually really good today as well. Yeah. Let's go to the hometown product. Let's go with Rashad White. He was okay. fantastic today. Um, you know, you, you, if you look on our social, especially at PHNX Cards, he had a couple nice runs, uh, when they actually did the scrimmage. Uh, but here you could see him a couple routes out, out of the backfield. He was struggling with that a little bit today in terms yeah. of catching the ball out of the backfield and really get running some crisp routes. He got better as the day went on, so it was good to see him kind of develop a little bit and, and understand, like, hey, it, it, you need to go, you need to hurry, but you can't go too fast, right? Yeah, um, and so that's what he was trying to do a little bit too much, um, you know. but. But outside of that, he to me, he looked like the best running back of the day by far. Uh, he's, got the, he's body, got the power. Yeah. The the power, the agility. He's smooth with it, comes out of his routes really nice. Um it, it, when he's not hurrying. Yeah. I loved I love Rashad White. If the Cardinals were were fortunate enough to get him in the second or the third round, um, I mean, fantastic pickup for sure.
1: It makes too much sense not to happen, I think, if he's available and they subsequently let. I know this is cliche to say for people, and they hate hearing this, but if James Conner wants too much money or Chase Edmonds wants too much money, why not bring him in? The thing I love about him, Saul, is he is a proven player upwards of the last three seasons. Like He is ready to go. His pass protection, I think, is the biggest question mark. If If he can handle that at the next level... There's no reason why he can't be a plug-and-play player at the NFL. And the, the hometown thing, that's a real thing with the Cardinals. They take yeah. players from Arizona
0: State. For sure. You know, I, there was also another comment talking about who's your favorite wide receiver out here today. To be honest, today we weren't really focused too much on the wide receivers. We kind of watched the, the the DBs. We watched the offensive and defensive line for the most part. And the running backs tomorrow, we'll get over here and watch a little bit more of the wideouts um linebackers and things of that nature and we'll have some uh, every day we'll have a couple position breakdowns on things we saw got a lot of film to break down a lot of film uh, to be able to share with you guys so please follow us across social media at ph underscore cardinals uh for all that content especially on twitter um and then finally you know honestly like uh, to me it's it's kind of you know it's a nice thing if you can get it uh but if zach Ertz were not to come back it would be a position of need which i hope doesn't happen but luxury God, i will say this trey mcbride is my favorite player out here uh today at the senior bowl my guy is physical he's yeah. he's strong he's stout down low they got him yeah. listed as 63 which is uh, if you saw him standing uh with the other tight ends wow. you would see that he's not he's not really 63 in my opinion but he's physical he can block he's stout down low uh he's rated the top t- tight end in this draft. Yeah. Um, out of Colorado State. He's fan-freaking-tastic. I loved watching him all over the field. I just loved the way he went about doing his business. Um, he, he's, he's just a really solid – his routes were really crisp um, for a big guy. And, and and more importantly, he was crisp with the ability to be physical at the point of yeah. attack, which I thought was fantastic.
1: NFL AZ Cardinals asked, both Max Williams and Ertz need contracts, right? Yes, they do. Um, so maybe you could constitute, if you bring back Ertz, you can still take this kid. I read this morning, you know, how does it relate to somebody like Pat Fryermuth, who had a really good season in Pittsburgh, second round pick last year. By and large, people think Trey is a better prospect. You mentioned it now. I think he's right now solidifying himself as a mid to late first round pick. And, you know, it's it's a luxury position, but we've seen it. When you get a Kittle or a Travis Kelsey, it transforms your offense. It transforms your team. And goodness, goodness. Kyle, Kyler Murray, outside of the Hopkins, needs every single security blanket he can find in the passing game. So what, uh, one I,
0: of the things, one of the things that um, our, our counterparts over at DNVR, the DNVR Broncos show, because they 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 actually have a partnership with Trey McBride, and they actually sell merch of Trey McBride, and they they know Trey McBride, and yeah. I talked to them about him, and they said, listen, Trey McBride, if, and it sounded goofy coming out of their mouth, but they said he has the softest hands. Like if you shake his hand, they're just like, they're like pillows and watching him out here today, catch these balls, like very few balls ever touched his hands and hit the ground. Like he knows how to catch the ball. And it sounds silly to say that, but some guys like they fight catching the ball and some Mm -hmm. guys are just natural about it. He was very natural about it. And so smooth in the transition from catch to security. Mm -hmm. I just loved everything about Trey McBride. I am probably going to gush about this guy all week. He's my favorite so far.
1: So I do have a little bit of breaking news. So Christian Kirk has taken to Twitter to react to our report. He's saying his house isn't for sale. Christian, I love you. I don't believe you. I do believe that you are selling your house. It, it, listen, at the end of the day, everybody, you got to play the game, right? You got to lay low. Free agency hasn't started. I get that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, with my sources. And, and, and Christian, we love you, brother. But I, I, I believe you're, you're on your way out by choice. By choice.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. Also, breaking news, uh, Tom Brady's going to sign a a one-day contract with the New England Patriots and retire as a Patriot.
1: Oh, very good. Very good. Well, you know what else is good? Was one of your New Year's resolutions to look and feel better in 2022, forget the gym or crazy diets, how about some new gear to rep your teams instead? Well, PHNX is here to help. I've got my Devin Booker shirt on right now. You can get this and more. PHNX Merchandise Locker is available Get anything you need, $29.99. If you become a member for our side of PHNX, you're gonna Look get that
0: Southwest bias, baby. Let's go.
1: Let's go. You're gonna you're gonna get your son's gear 20% off for a limited time only. So check that out and more at gophnx.com, the PHNX merchandise locker. Load up before next season with the Arizona Cardinals. Mr. Bookman, it has been a pleasure. What are you looking for quickly tomorrow before we sign off?
0: Yeah, so tomorrow for sure. Uh, like I said, we're going to be looking a, a little bit more at the interior linemen. We're going to look at the defensive side. I will tell you this, uh, watching – so there's two – I don't know why they separated. It used to be like north and south, um, and now it's east-west, or now it's national versus American. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Whatever. But the American side um, just earlier today – or a few minutes ago, the defensive line looked amazing. They were There wasn't an offensive lineman out there that could that could stop um, the the defensive line from busting through and just being so physical, especially the LSU defensive linemen today. So uh, we'll have more on that. We'll break it down. We'll give you names. We'll, we'll give you prospects. And uh, we'll, we'll give you the, the latest here from Mobile. So tomorrow that's what we'll be looking for. In addition to uh, we will look at the receivers as well. The receivers is obviously going to be a position of need going into this draft, whether it be a, a three or a four or maybe even a number two, who knows um we'll see but uh, that is that is what we'll be looking at tomorrow uh, here people love from people love the sexy receiver
1: pick but you know what big man can be sexy too there's nothing sexier in my opinion than a guy moving another guy to make a hole either on the offensive or defensive defensive line so i'm just throwing that out there what else i'm going to throw out there be sure like subscribe leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast again uh we're gonna have live coverage of the senior bowl the rest of the week so it's been fun, my man.
0: Real quick, just make sure you follow us all across social media on our Instagram. We have some uh, some live story stuff going up there. We have position breakdowns. Uh, Shane Diefenbach will be will and I will be doing a breakdown in terms of what we saw today, the biggest takeaways, um, some highlights thrown in there. So you can check that out on our Twitter as well, as well lo- along with our on our YouTube. So please check that out because uh, we're going to be here all week, and we're only here because of you guys. Because we want to give That's you all right. the information possible.
1: Good stuff. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. See you then.